Are we recording? Oh. I'm just doing it. 1900 we'll, we'll get modern an, era. Yeah. We'll get an outtake. <laughs> you want an outtake? I'll give you an outtake. Ugh. I can screw it's a really this good up one. easily. <laughs> it's a fantastic outtake <laughs> you just gave him there. You want an In your face, Brad. Outtaken. Get out of here. Way back. Looks up. There's the cycle. You can't put it on the board. Yes. A single, double, triple, and home run in one game. All right. All right. All right. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do what? I'm introing the show. Sorry. The cycle. Episode two. I'm going to count off the episodes. This is our second one. <laughs> We're doing great. Already more than I expected. I am the host. Sorry. Pat McGann. It's the cycle with Pat McGann. Respect that. Jim Flanagan, the co-host. co-host. Jim, this is uh, another great episode we have here for these people. Uh, we'll tease it a little bit later, but I'm excited. It's still not spring training. <laughs> We're getting there, though. But we are getting close. We're getting to that point, though, where like after January 1st, things just suck for a little while, don't they? You get through the holidays, the weather's Yeah, because bad. you're doing your resolution. And yeah, you're trying to be a better person for a little while. And then January 2nd rolls around, and boom, you're back to your scumbag self. But then you get to, like, Groundhog's Day, and it's six more weeks, and then then pitchers and catchers report. Then you get to March. Like, now you're actually seeing that progression where spring is coming quickly. But you're distracted by, you you know, you got stuff going on. You got football wrapping up. You got March Madness. Mm -hmm. So if you're a sports fan, you have... um, It's a good time. Yeah. But it all just leads to the start of baseball season. Exactly. And then, what do they say? Hope springs eternal. Whatever they say. I don't know. I don't, never heard but that. But it's the cycle. And uh, not too many people have hit for the cycle for the not White Sox. In White Sox uniform. Um, I'm not, again, a baseball expert, but I think that's like between three and nine. <laughs> I, believe, I believe that's um, correct. I think the number's five from what I recall. Did I not just say? It was no, between no, I mean, three and nine? You're nailing it. And you're not a baseball expert? I don't know how many were in the modern era, but mm. I don't even know what the modern era is. 1900 on? I think it's from 1976 when I was born. Okay, that makes sense. And on, because that's all that really... If I saw it, mm-hmm. it was in the modern era. Okay. I remember Valentine doing it uh. and uh, Fisk. I remember those. I do not remember Chris Singleton doing it. I do. Which I've been told by our... Uh, you know, We never really talk about Gareth. Our esteemed producers. And Brad, Garrett who are in the Brad. room with us, just staring at Ugh. us. <laughs> They're Somehow. checking out our stats. Our, st- our stat expert is like, uh, I think it's. Uh, don't quote me on this, but I think <laughs> it's three. It might. No, Ray Schlack Five. did it. Uh, it was Ray Schalk. Was I Ray do Schalk. know that. I'm a big enough Sox fan that I know it was Ray Schalk was his name. I didn't know he hit for the cycle though. Somehow this is part of their job with the White Sox. Is that amazing <laughs> to sit in a sound booth with us <laughs> yeah, right. and watch us do this? But hitting for the cycle, I remember reading at some point, was as common as a no-hitter Sure, just a few years ago. So you're as likely to see someone throw a no-hitter than you are as a Was that across baseball or was that just with the White Sox? Um, across baseball. That's crazy. And then the no-hitter just it's took off. It's probably more rare for the White Sox if there's only five. Yeah. I bet there's more than five guys that have thrown a no-hitter. Oh, I'm yeah, sure. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I can think of that in the last 15 years, I would guess. There's probably been close to then five Then you no-hitters. think about candidates like... Who would have done it? Mm-hmm. You know, like I feel like um, Tim Raines, speedster with some power. Lance Johnson didn't have a whole lot of pop, but he's a guy you you think maybe could have could done do it. it. I remember a game where George Bell, the Sox were up double digits. George Bell had a single, a double, and a home run, and hit another double. 
and for no reason tried stretching it into a triple uh, <laughs> just for the cycle. And Hawk was just so, come on, George, get there, get <laughs> yeah, there. Right. Yeah. And wasn't even close, oh, like really? thrown out by a mile, but just walked in with the biggest smile on his face because he didn't <laughs> care. He was yeah. just like, when am I going to have a chance to get a cycle? So it was really fun. The um, I remember when Valentin did it. Um, and I, I think I don't. I wasn't at the game. I think it was the year that they, you know, two thousand when they won the division. Sure, it was two thousand. Um, yeah, they were just on fire. Things were going their way. But um, Adam Eaton, who is on this episode, he had I think his career high in home runs. I think we talked about it, um, and you'll hear it. Last year, I think he had ten or twelve home runs. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a guy that could do it. Total candidate. I mean, hits some triples. He can hits for you know just enough power to wear. He has a good day. I think he can do it. Right. I'm trying guys. to think who else could do it. Maybe the new uh, the new dude they picked up, Brett Lowry. Lowry, yeah. I don't think for. I mean, Frazier's just not your typical candidate for it. Brett Lowry. Lowry. Yeah, I just got okay. corrected. Sorry. From our That's why they're here. Woo. Slash pronouncer. Oh. You'd think I would screw up one of the uh, Latin names right. or something. Not that one. <laughs> not that one. Brett Lowry. Brent. Wow. No, it's Brett. I'm it's kidding. Brent. I know it's Brett. You're Brett Lowry. Uh, I remember Avi. Avi, he could Avi's got the it. power speed combo. Yeah, yeah. I remember there's so there's there's such athletic players now. Sure, they're athletes. Mm-hmm. There's so many guys that could probably do it. A lot more than we ever used to deal with. Absolutely. Like there used to be, like you know, Luzinski was not going to hit <laughs> no, for the cycle. No, no. Danny Pasqua not gonna. No. no. John Cruck when he was playing first, not <laughs> not a cycle candidate. <laughs> right. Melky, did you say Melky? No, I did not say Melky. And he had some. He had some pop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's definitely got pop. But can he hit, can he leg out a triple? I think triple? he can leg yeah. out a triple on the right. For right sure. Day. It's just such a rare thing to be able to do all those things together. Because you're talking about guys, I mean, who seven, eight triples in a season is pretty good. Right. And then to have three other hits, including a home run on the same day, it's pretty tough to do. Well, this not everybody's US a Jack Burrowhammer. field is pretty, you know, it's, it's a symmetrical. Hitter. But yeah. you're not going to – you sometimes need that weird bounce off the sure. wall or something to be misplayed to get the to get to get the triple. I don't know. Definitely. The Petco's of the world with a lot of room over there or the uh, the Minute Maids with uh, – or what's what do they call it now? Uh, Tropicana. But with the big hill out there, I mean, you need something weird sometimes. Yeah. I love the names of these parks. It's unbelievable, isn't Petco. it? Petco. <laughs> Minute Maid. But um, – yeah, that's probably a good time to make a shout out to our sponsors. <laughs> I'm kidding, I don't think we have any no, yet. We don't have any but we're going to. This episode is going to get some attention. It sure is. In addition to Adam Eaton, we have Darren Jackson. Oh, a lot of fun. DJ, just a Renaissance man. I love that he does radio and that mm-hmm. that and that his nickname's DJ. It's <laughs> perfect. He should be on the radio. He was born for this. <laughs> You've got a name for DJ. No, yeah, DJ was great to sit down with because he played for so many teams. He did. So that exponentially increases the guys he's you know played with. Uh huh. You know, we talked a little bit about playing with Tony, Tony Gwynn, Gwynn. Uh, playing all over uh, the country, playing all over the world. He plays in Japan. Time in Japan. Didn't he play uh, for the Blue Jays also? Yeah, I think so, so. I mean, he played, you know, home team in three different countries at different points. That's pretty Look crazy. Look at you. He was... Uh, Have you been meeting with our producer secretly <laughs> and coming up with these facts? Can I tell you? You knew how to say Brett Laurie I before I did. I just and gotten he- there before the DJ interview, and I've never been more... In- it was my first time being part of the podcast, so I did not speak until spoken to. I uh, was again, just I'm not very- an expert. I knew he had played between two and four countries. <laughs> You're really good at this. And uh, there you have it. Three. Mm-hmm. Right in that sweet Three different spot. nations. Right. So uh one away from the cycle. <laughs> oh. Come on. <laughs> what do you call that? Product placement? Mm-hmm. But not really not just kind of reinforcing the name yep. of the show. Which Branding. A, which a pro, which a professional would do. Yes, you're listening to the, the cycle. 
with Pat McGann and we Jim don't Flanagan. That. That's for resets when you're on radio or something and people have an option to leave. Right. If they're here at this point, they're stuck. So let's get it's to it. We got, uh, we're going to kick things off with Darren Jackson. And then the um, second interview was our sit-down with Adam Eaton, and that was with Kevin Bozeman. Who uh, and I'll remind you of that before, or as you just think that Jim is doing <laughs> the a horrible imitation impression. of someone else that he probably shouldn't do, <laughs> right? So uh, enjoy it, Darren Jackson. You know him, you love him, and uh, he's a great guy. All right, we are here and lucky to have with us Darren Jackson, DJ. Yeah, well, I'm right here. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks for being here, man. This is uh, this is a thrill because I feel like I have so much playing experience and now broadcasting experience. So go easy on us as uh, judging our our broadcasting talents. Jim Flanagan is joining us. This is my first podcast with the team, so please take it easy. On yeah, us. good luck with that, Jim. We'll see what I have. Yes. <laughs> so, Darren, how do you uh, see things differently now as a broadcaster versus uh, a player? Well, you know, the interesting part of becoming a broadcaster, and when I realized it was something that I was going to choose to, uh, to, to endeavor to do in my career is instead of coaching, which I thought I was going to do as a player, uh, leaving, the, leaving the game and become a manager one day at the big league level, all this, all of a sudden the opportunity becomes to become a broadcaster. And I go, well, if I become a broadcaster and I play in the big leagues about 10 years, um, if I do well at it, People are going to remind me more, remember me more as a broadcaster than a player. Yeah, and I had to put that. I had to wrap that around my head and go. You know what? That's okay. That's all right to be remembered as a broadcaster. Well, in this fine. town, you definitely remember as both. You know, having played for both teams. But is that something that I would be? It's surprising to me that more guys don't think about a life after baseball. But I bet a lot do not. But that's something you did think about as a player. You thought I'm going to coach or get into the booth. Well, the booth never was anything that I even had considered. Actually, when I was playing in San Diego in the early 90s, um, I, find this, I found this kind of interesting because beat writers would come to me and speak to me after games and stuff, and, and they'd say, you know, what are you going to do when you get done playing baseball? And i go, uh, you know, hopefully that's a long time down the road. I'm not really sure. I haven't put that much thought into it yet. Uh, they said, you'd be, you'd be good at broadcasting. And I'd sit there and look, and I'm like – I don't know where you're going with this. They go, you speak so well. And I'm like, <laughs> I go, I'm not supposed to. I yeah, right. I don't care where we're going with this. But, <laughs> but I, I mean, but that was the first time it was ever brought up to me. Yeah. Until uh, the opportunity to go up into the TV booth in the 2000 season here for the White Sox. From there, it's, you know, it's, it's been yeah, a it's long Yeah, it's incredible career. how many years now that you've been doing it. So talk about that, though. Playing in San Diego in the 90s, you played with some great players. Oh, yes. Um, I can't b- imagine what it's like. What's it like just being on the same team as Tony Gwynn? Well, it was one of the better experiences in my career because Tony and I were like best friends when we played together. Um, but not just Tony. I mean, I'm, I'm going to run down some names real quick yeah. that people are going to go, whoa. I mean, I played with Roberto Alomar, uh, Tony Gwynn, Fred, McGri- Fred McGriff, Gary Sheffield, Benito Santiago. Um, I mean, some great players. Uh, and it was, it was quite the experience. But I'm from Southern California, the Los Angeles area, and to play in San Diego was close to home, but just far enough away, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah. Because when you play in your hometown, I always felt that was a kiss of death. Is that one of the better towns that you, because you play, how many teams did you play for? Seven. And what, other than Chicago being your favorite, I'll just, I'll answer that one for you. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, I can't. I went to San Diego a couple of months ago, and I was like, "How does not? How does the entire country not live here?" They would. It's ideal. I mean, it's, right. it's absolutely perfect. Well, the, it's the best weather in the country year round. Um, laid back atmosphere, great place to live, great place to play, but it is congested. Yeah, and it's expensive. Good fans. The fans were fair weather. Yeah. I mean, you played well. They were there. Sure. Yeah, I mean, they had other things to do, other distractions down in San Diego. I feel bad they, they, they might lose that football team out yeah. there. That seems like, that just seems brutal. I don't want to hear it. I grew up in L.A. There's been no football team there for years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Did you have, do you have an NFL team? Uh, I'm not going to talk about that, but yes. <laughs> no. I, see, this is what this podcast <laughs> is about. This is not carrying I, I the flag for Chicago. It's no. a Chicago pocket. But you shouldn't like the Bears if you're no, not from here. I'm not talking about that. I just don't want to talk about my team. They were oh, so crappy last year who was it the cowboys oh, oh yeah yeah give me a break you you just had the bug like growing up as america's team no, well you fell in love I, with them I then had the bug because my oldest brothers who were 12 years and 11 years older than me said we're cowboy fans i said okay yeah <laughs> when I they was, just told you when i was like three Done. were your brothers great athletes uh they were football players yeah uh, through high school and went into junior college but um how many kids in your family six kids i'm the baby no kidding. Yeah. And the, the the brothers, just two brothers. Yeah. So they were that much older. Yeah. And then growing up, playing against tougher competition, you just you had to get face them in the yard. Or well, you know that gap. They were out of the house when I was really in my formidable years of little league and yeah. stuff like that. They were already out of the house. Once they turned 12. thirteen, they're like, we're out of here. <laughs> they were more along the lines of, you know, we're eighteen, we're leaving, yeah. we're out of here. So you think about that. My oldest brother's twelve years older. He's eighteen. He's nineteen, leaving. I was eight. I was seven. I was I was just a kid still. So how exciting was it for them when you broke into the big leagues? Um, pretty big thing. Yeah. Um, that was with the Cubs, right? Yeah. yeah. And do you have a bunch of family out? Was it a road game? Did you, break, did you game? break spring with the team? No. No, no I got, got called, called up. up. 1985, I was 21 years old. New York Stadium, Shea Stadium, that oh. is, against the Mets. Monday Night Baseball. Remember Monday Night oh, Baseball? Oh, yeah, yeah, Howard yeah. Cosell. Right. Uh, that was my first big league game. Full house. No kidding. Oh, yeah. wow. That's a blast. Yeah. And the Mets are on. They're really building their team right then. They're, sure. they're a great team. Yeah. Who'd you face? Yeah. Was good. First game was Ron Darling. Oh, Ron Darling. Yeah. Solid career. Another broadcaster. Yes. Absolutely. And uh, next game was Ed Lynch, who we became teammates. I got my first hit off of him, by the way. Oh, you did? Uh, and then last game was uh, Dwight. Sid Gordon. Finch. Remember Sid, <laughs> Sid Finch? Oh, was yeah. he on the Mets around then? <laughs> so you're Sid Fernandez, series. I'll tell you that. Oh, he, was yes. he was nasty, by the way. But yes, Sid your Finch, oh yes. First series as a big leaguer, yeah. game three, Doc Gooden. How oh, was yeah. that? You know, here's the thing is that a lot of players might not get the chance to talk about, but I had I'd grown up in the minor leagues playing with a guy named Vance Lovelace, who was from Tampa, Florida. But he, he was a first-round draft choice for the Cubs in 1981. I was second-rounder, so we became good friends, along with Joe Carter that year. Oh, yeah. But he grew up and knew Dwight Gooden very well. So he talked about Dwight while we were in the minor leagues. Oh, this, you know, he's a great guy, this, that, and that. So my first time facing him, I go, okay, this is Dwight Gooden, 1985. Oh, oh man. And I go, wait a minute. This guy's freaking younger than me. Yeah. Because I was 21. He was 20 at the time. Wow. I go, forget him. And then you go up there. You got you to gotta get your right frame of mind to face somebody like that. You know, you, whatever it is to get you to be comfortable in the batter's box, you don't just go up there blind and go, oh, my God. This is this is this is so and so. Oh, you got no chance there. You pick a pitch. You know what? I, honestly, he had two pitches that he could throw for strikes at any time. Look for the fastball. Adjust to everything else. That's yeah. all. You, you that's what you should do. Right. How'd you fare against him that game? Um, that game, hard bouncer to the shortstop and a fly out to the left field fence. Wow. Yeah. And then they pitch. You remember that, man? That's amazing. That is so man. great. You remember that. Yeah. So that has got to be. 
a thrill breaking into the league and then playing, you know, in a major market right off the bat. That's got to be a challenge too. I mean, we were talking to Robin Matur last night, and it's like, man, he played in three markets: New York, mm-hmm. L.A., and, and Chicago. And you played in some big markets too. Well, yeah, as you said, Chicago. I played in New York as well. Um, I played in all the expensive cities. I don't know what the deal was. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Chicago, New York, San Diego, Toronto. Uh, I mean, these places are off the chain when you talk about you how much they cost. Trade me to Detroit. I want to buy a <laughs> building. <laughs> so, I mean, you know. I'm out of my own uh, suburb. I played in a couple of smaller places. Right. I played yeah. in Milwaukee and Minnesota, and, and those places are laid back. But, honestly, you could look in most uh, media guides and see the favorite city for guys, road city to go to. Chicago is, is considered by most players the best city to come to. It's definitely a summer city, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So, you know, I was fortunate and have been fortunate to be here so long now, 17 years broadcasting now. And, uh, I mean, it's a blast. But, it, look. You and I, Jim, Pat, we could do this. We could talk for hours because I've got too many stories. Yeah. But the truth is this. I'm fortunate to play baseball for as long as I did, 19 years, minor leagues and big leagues. I actually spent two years playing in Japan as well. Oh, how fun is that? that, that Where would you play over there? I played for the Seibu Lions, which is right on the outskirts of Tokyo. And, I mean, that, that was – Do you live in Tokyo? I did. Oh, you my talk about expensive cities, I can imagine. Yeah, I forgot to put that one that on the list. That was up there on the list, yeah. Cities. Thank goodness they took good care of me, and they paid for my place that I live. They paid $10,000 a month for where I live there. Are you wow. In 80 or 95, 96, yes. $10,000 a month. Yeah. How Are they only allowed a certain amount of American players on their roster? At that time, it was only two. Just two? Two foreign players. Who yeah, was the other? Arrestus Destrade. Oh, yeah? Now, Arrestus was a like Michael Jordan of, of Japan baseball. Then he walked down the streets, cars would stop and go, Oh, it's Destrade. Are you kidding me? I go, what the really, what is this? Cause he, yeah. he had a hard time making it here in the States. He yeah. did. He did well with Marlins when they drafted him. He had 21 home runs with them and he did pretty well, but he had to go back to Japan to finish his career. And, but, uh, what's the difference there between the, how do the, the like a fan base, how do they, you know, that's a good question. It was more, it's kind of like a college football atmosphere. I mean, they've got a band playing out in the outfield. Da, 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 like da, nonstop da. Oh, noise. Oh, yeah. I mean, even if the stadium's empty, you, you hear this band out there playing and, and cheering and everything. They cheer your name in the stadium, everything. It's, it's unique, that's and they for sure. And they have good players coming out of there, obviously. But at that time, you're facing pretty good pitching. And what did you you, you lit it up over there? I did well. I mean, I, I had no problems there, but um, there there were some great pitchers because you can doesn't matter what size you are, but if you can pitch, you can pitch. One of the first questions that was asked me when I came back to the states to play is, uh, "Are there any players over there that can come over here and hit now in the states?" I go, "There was this guy that come over here and hit three three hundred no problem, named Ichiro." <laughs> Get out of here, really? You, oh, you yeah. played against him? You were wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said he'd he'd be really good here. He can. Yeah, he's he's got a chance. Next thing you know, he's here two years later. That's Who'd you crazy. tell that to? Did you tell that to the Sox? <laughs> no, when I came back, I actually uh, I played for the Minnesota Twins when I got back. Yeah. And everybody was asking that. And spring training, I was in spring training with the Giants uh, around Barry Bonds regularly. That was an experience. <laughs> um, but then I went to the Twins. And uh, anybody anybody would ask, and they'd say, you played in Japan. Who, who was really good over there? And that was the first name I'd come up with. And uh, Hideki Irabu was another one that oh, came yeah. and pitched. And right, he pitched he, for the Yankees. But he changed his style when he came here. He had the nastiest curveball over there. He didn't throw it here. He started throwing the slider, and he wasn't as successful. Somebody got in his head and said, don't use that curveball here. I'm like, I don't know why he doesn't it's use that honorable. curveball. not honorable. Yeah, it was something. <laughs> why didn't I not throw So was there, a diff- was there anything that you brought out to Japan that the players were like, man, this is different. We didn't know about this. This is like, oh, like something you did in training or any prep work or – 
There were a couple of things. Actually, I had my strength and conditioning coach came over there and helped train the team uh, because they didn't have any that type of physical training that I was doing here in the States. And uh, they really took to that. And also, uh, there, there was the way I threw the baseball from the outfield. They wanted me to work with the outfielders because I got rid of it a little quicker than all the outfielders oh, yeah. there. So they wanted me to try and teach some of the younger outfielders how to do it. Uh, they, they couldn't get it. Were they ahead of us on some stuff? Like, you know, the, I feel like the European basketball game has influenced American basketball so much. Like the way that they train the big guys to shoot from the outside and face the basket. Was there anything like that? Not even like strategy wise, but were they more, did they focus on statistics? Like, were they look crunching numbers before we were? No, they actually was less of that, more team. Yeah. I mean, when I got there, it was something you just never had seen it done. They would bunt in the first inning to try and get a guy from first to second because it was about sacrificing yourself and getting somebody in scoring position and scoring a run as early as you could. So to them, they played the game a little differently. They could bunt better than we could over here in the States, I'll tell you that. Yeah. But uh, the game actually was probably – their big league level was maybe right in between Major League Baseball and AAA. It's oh, not is that AAA. Good? It's better okay. than AAA level, but it's not quite Major League level. And, of course, you're going to have individuals there that are – legitimate big leaguers because of their talent yeah but it was it was fun good experience oh gotta be great experience for baseball but just for life to live yeah. in another country for you know we think that this is i mean it is the best country but it, there's other places to live i think that you could probably learn a lot from have you guys traveled abroad some i went to hong kong when i was uh in sales i was out there for like a week and uh didn't sell anything <laughs> uh paid for some stuff <laughs> there you go yeah but uh yeah, i had a good time like uh-huh. it was it was fun jim uh just europe not really anything over there. England, mostly. Uh-huh. Mexico a little bit. I know it's not in Europe, but those are the two places I've been abroad. <laughs> I realize. Okay, I do understand geography. Time, I'm but, okay. but no. But what about, I mean, what about well, you? I mean, you, yeah. you've played in three different countries. I mean, as And a, Mexico, yeah. Four. Okay. Okay. So, well, Canada as well, right? You were well, we right. talked Coaches. about that. San Diego. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. But you know what? I've traveled abroad. And going to Japan, I'd already been to Europe, uh, to England and France mm-hmm. and Spain. And I've been to Belgium and and. Going to Japan, it was like I love learning new cultures, and it, right. I thought that was amazing. And so, if you guys have traveled abroad, you you, know, you see so much and you learn so much when you get the chance. Yeah, you know, I don't feel too. I honestly don't feel too comfortable traveling the world right now. Sure, in the state of things, but yeah, when right, I've right. done it in the '90s, and it, it was a lot of fun. A different place, and, but you know, learning That's new cultures. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. it's so much. Yeah, it shapes so much yeah. of your life, and and even as a as a broadcaster, you got a microphone in front of you for. You know, a baseball game, there's a lot of downtime, so you could talk about anything. You could talk about... No, no, I'm, I'm instructed to focus on baseball. Let's not go talking about <laughs> world politics. So we're not doing that, okay? Not politics, but you get... <laughs> but anything. Hey, you know, I was Ed, in Spain, you know, I had some tapas that were amazing. Ed goes <laughs> off topic sometimes. Yeah, that's a difference. Yeah, but that's okay. okay. You like working with Ed? I love it. Yeah? Yeah. We, you guys we, play a lot of golf, huh? We play a lot of golf. We're best friends. I mean, we spend all of our time together basically on the road. You know, we'll go have lunch, dinner, whatever. Um who pays for that? I may hear him. It's the right <laughs> answer. Senior member. Let's go, man. Mm-hmm. Let's chill out. <laughs> but and he's he's very gracious, to be honest with you. He's, yeah. The thing about it, good tipper. I got to push him on that. A Do you? No. Yeah, I could see that. No, South I'm side t- guys. We, you know, sometimes we I'm don't t- like stingy. To, we don't, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't want to I'm going to tell you this right now. I think the two guys I've worked with in broadcasting and Hawk Harrelson and Ed Farmer, they are the most generous tippers I've ever been around. Yeah. I'm not joking. I'm like going, what? I got to give that much? Are you sure. kidding me? Because they're humble. I think humble people are great yeah. tippers. And I yeah. think when you're on the road a long time, it also, I mean, you get what you pay for, right? Yeah. Service wise. So I think you learn immediately to really take care of those people. Well, that that's definitely Ed's mantra. Mm-hmm. Does it <laughs> yeah. work? 
Oh, yeah. Uh, I can't tell you some of the stuff that we've been involved with because well, he's I think taking care of people. One torch that we want to carry for this uh, podcast is Hawk in the Hall of Fame. I feel like that is something that is not talked about enough. I feel like you got to talk about it and almost self-promote a little bit. We got to get like a machine promoting him more. Cause <laughs> he, he, he belongs in, but he also should be enshrined while he can enjoy it. You right, know, right. To get out there. Because you see that sometimes. It's like, you know, with Santo. Right. For years, all they did was talk about get him in, get him in, get him in. And then finally he dies. And then they, I just thought that was kind of weak, you know? Well, I don't disagree with that. And the funny thing about Hawk, you know, there's a lot of people that don't like him as a broadcaster, a lot, especially the visiting team side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and a lot of Because of the catchphrases. Yeah. And the... But that alone, just what you mentioned, the catchphrase alone. You know, he's known worldwide because of those catchphrases, more so than most broadcasters that have ever right. gotten into that Hall of Fame so or into the broadcaster's wing. Right. You know, so it, it really comes down to his popularity is known throughout. Let's just go other broadcasts. I, I see national broadcasters using his catchphrases, and I have for sure. years. Yeah. So sure. I went up to a former teammate in San Diego. Mark Grant is broadcasting down there. He's a teammate of mine. And uh, as soon as I see him, we go down there to play the, the Padres. He says, DJ, you have to tell Hawk that, look, he's going to hear. I'm st- I've stole one of his catchphrases. All right. That was great. I, I enjoyed sitting down with Darren Jackson. He was uh, a lot of fun to talk to. And that's another guy that's like, man, we – only scratched the surface. Oh, and just like leaving that interview, just he, more stories kept coming out of him. You know what I mean? He's right. a guy I would love to just be able to to get back on to talk with more. Uh, did, actually, get involved this time. He did say on the way out, "Hey, we'll get we'll get after it again." And uh, I got some more stuff I could share with you guys. So, yeah. Because you know he's like I said, he played so many teams and he's been around the league and he's seen it through different lens as sure. a broadcaster, as a player. And I think after you've been around, like when he started. It was a completely different game. Yeah, if you start playing baseball in the 80s, you're playing yeah. with some guys that played in the 60s. Right. And then you're playing with guys that played again for 20 years. So it's like, sure. you know, you're in the middle of two generations constantly. And even broadcasting after that. I mean, even after the playing days were done, he's, you know, breaching that third generation. Right. You know. But could not have been uh, a nicer guy. No. And, um, yeah, that was that was cool. So now we're going to jump over to Adam Eaton. Mm-hmm. And as I mentioned, this interview was – and that's the thing about these interviews, doing them at SoxFest. These guys are being pulled in a lot of different directions. Sure. Really nice of them to gener- donate their time like that. Adam was super cool about just hanging because I think he had finished up his commitments for the day. It was at the mm-hmm. end of the day, and we were able to really um, you know, get into a little bit. And um, this – to me, these are the type of conversations that are, right. are going to be our signature for – for this podcast cycle. So I hope you guys enjoy this as much as we did when we talked with Adam Eaton. You and Kevin Bozeman. Kevin Bozeman and, and Adam Eaton. Can I do this? <laughs> I'm the host. Adam Eaton and Kevin Bozeman. Dude, remember, chicks dig the long ball. Yes, they do. <laughs> yes, they do. I don't do. know what that means, but I just feel like I want, it, was, it was important to say. When you are, um, when you do get on base, do you feel like there's pressure on you to, to go off and try and steal second, or do you? Is it hard to steal a base? Oh yeah, it's especially second. Third's not that as difficult, but it's kind of a weird, it's a weird, um, I don't know, weird stance that I'm in right now because Jose is as good as he is. 
Right. So it's it's yeah. It's, I don't want to get thrown out, out of second. Yeah. Exactly. So when Ho- when Jose is on deck, I'm in scoring position when he's you know swinging a weight on deck. I mean, right. He, so um, it's it's kind of a uh, I don't know if you and Robin touched upon it, but like uh, no. it's been kind of a you know a, um, media thing with him asking him about if when I can run, if does he have the green light, red light, whatever. So it's kind of weird. Just um, it's kind of goes in and out a little bit because yeah if jose's hitting the swing and a good bat it, and you just stay there because you're he hits a homer now we got two runs instead of one is it the jump or just like how fast how how good you it's, close it's the, it. it's the jump yeah you you still bag in the first two steps i mean that's yeah. so what if you yeah. get a great jump then oh you're yeah money. yeah if you get a great jump it's funny you watch good base stealers when you get a good jump they'll they'll slide a different way so there's right. guys that are fast that aren't good base yeah, stealers, right? Because they got Terrible. bad right. jumps. Who yeah. who's the guy that, that catches that you're like I'm I'm not running against him. Molina. Regardless. I mean that's, <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> Molina, a, yeah. Right, yeah. Well, the funny thing is, is someone would ask me that question. Molina is the only catcher that I've ever been just mind just blown mind blown because when I step in the box, even as a hitter, I'm thinking this dude's smarter than me. Like I'm in trouble. Really? Like I'm no exaggeration. I, First it's a psych time. job. Yeah, unbelievable. I played with, against him in 2012 and 13 um, with Arizona. Same thing. And then when I played with him last year, it was I was a little more. Does he mean, say anything to you? No, I mean hello. I mean nothing. Right. Nothing. In, yeah, it is. Great. So what yeah, what happens awesome. at the plate? Is anyone talking trash? Oh yeah, catch no trash, trash. No trash. No. It's all it's all friendly. It's stuff. all friendly. Yeah, but and when do you go to first base? Like who's a good first baseman? Hosmer. Like, Osmer's I'm not even awesome. gonna steal. I'm gonna hang out with this guy Cabrera. for a little bit. Just see what's going on. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, they try to distract you. So Why? What does Hosmer trying. say? Hosmer's. Well, Hosmer's. Uh, he played in Cincinnati, Ohio. He okay. played for uh, a team that I played for. Uh, we kept played against each other, so we always talk about uh, you know our summer ball teams. The guys, you know, how how's uh, um, Big Joe and how's this guy and this guy, and we just talk a little bit about the guys that you know we played with, um, and then our families. Um, you know, we know his family; he knows ours, and um, but we just this is your first base conversation. Yeah, <laughs> really. Yeah. So say, how's your so fa- hey, what's yeah. up? hey, how's your family? You know, how's everything going? Hey, it's everything's good. You know. Um, there, I mean, we can talk about all kinds of stuff. Hey, how, how's Hayden doing? You know, he's doing well. You know, blah blah blah. And then it could be crack of the bat, and the, the conversation's over. But yeah. <laughs> sure, just how uh, it is. Oh, why, funny. in your opinion, two things? Why are the Royals so good? And secondly, like when you when they make it that far, do you feel like you root for them because they're in your division, or you're like, Ugh. it's a tough one. Um, I root for them, and I the only reason I root for them is because I think they play the game the right way. They play yeah, the game is that hard. Why makes them so good. I think cohesion between all their players. They, they seem to have that, yeah. Yeah, they're all their they, all their guys that were all drafted together and they came up together and they just have this real cohesion between the group that a lot of teams can't find because again, media asked me this today. It was like, "Hey, you wish we got Cespedes?" And it's like, "Well, yes and no. It's a tough question because realistically, the guys here, we come together as a group and we really find you got the talent exactly. Yeah, and we find that they kind of like they have swag. I mean, whatever swag may be, or that's kind of an arbitrary mm-hmm. word, but realistically, if you you come together and and you believe in each other and you you all fight in one direction, it's going to go in the right direction. Those like guys, they, they always drafted well. It just seems like now they're keeping their players. Yeah. they used they're to keep them. Exactly. them. So they have a good organization. But it's funny, like, and you. You know, us being Sox fans, longer than you. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, it's they funny. were they were the Sox doormat. They were are. the doormat of the division, and no, yeah. yet there were years where the Sox still has struggles with them, yes. and a couple of the years it hurt them. Like yeah. 
in yeah. uh, maybe 09 or well the twins has always been our albatross but oh, then yeah, Kansas yeah. City is always like I always thought we we played the, the Tigers pretty good well yeah when the, the whole uh, you know the guy that they could never beat the uh, you guys know who I'm talking about for I'm the twins on his name. long fan I the don't guy know. in the Royals <laughs> who was Chan was it Chan Bruce Bruce Chan Bruce Chan yeah, yeah. They called him Cy Chan. Bruce Chan, like everyone yeah. could have a five point heyday with him. Five point seven ERA with a yeah. two point ERA against us. Yeah. So I know you with the Royals, you respect what they're doing. Other sports, you're a fan. Are you yeah. a fan of uh, NFL? Because just... I saw something on Twitter, <laughs> and I thought this was funny. Explain what what happened on oh, Twitter. I, you know what I uh, just. I'm, I'm to be honest, I kind of forget, but I'm. Uh, it's. I said something about a game and, between. And, oh yeah, yeah. It was a game say, between the Bengals. Give everyone your Twitter handle because you got to plug that. Um, Adam Spanky Eaton is my Twitter handle. And Actually, you're good on I, Twitter. You're I, funny. I, thank you. You engage people. You respond yeah. to people. If I you say something to in... Adam on Twitter, he might say something back to you. Yeah. And and, and if he says something truthful, just be prepared. Yeah, take it. Well, it's because funny because being... people. Thank you. That's. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because people are shocked when I respond. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm not a real person on the end of the line, you know, <laughs> right. reading Twitter. Um, I actually just joined Instagram this morning. Oh, did you really? So my Big wife, day. I know. Big How day, Adam. It? Celebrate it. <laughs> Mark it down. Well, let's get a picture. I know. How, why are we That's on? What I'm saying. We, but yeah, Adam underscore Eaton one is my new Instagram. So if you want to, yeah, I'm, I'm about to follow that. you. Yeah, I appreciate. But that. let's get back I, to the Twitter to thing because this yeah, was anyways, funny. Yeah. So it was the Bengals versus um, who? The big there was a bunch Kevin of hoopla going on. Bengals in the playoffs. It was, yeah. Who was it? Was it? They it, play Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yes, and the Bengals just made. Oh my goodness! The guy ran all the way through after the interception, ran to the tunnel, ran into the locker room. Oh yeah, room. it was a game and, 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 that, and I said and something the, like, "A." Hey, and then like, the coach better, came you, out. Yeah, you better, you better, you know. And or, then they fumbled the next yeah, play. Yeah, don't count your chicks before they're hatched. And then I called it. I said they're gonna fumble. Like you know, they're gonna fumble this next play. And then they end up fumbling, and everyone was right. like blown up on Twitter. And then someone was saying like, um, "You know, how can you be a fan of anything?" I think, I think anything. Pittsburgh or something like yeah, that. Someone like you, came they, at me like they were insinuating that you should be a Bears fan because you play for the White Sox. Yeah, and I was like, you know, I'm a human being, and you know, right. <laughs> I, but I think that's I, funny I, because I, it's like really like you don't have to. No, of yeah. course you don't. You're not from here. Yeah. I definitely no, root for him. No, absolutely, yeah. I'll root for him all day. Um, uh, you know, same thing with the Blackhawks. I'll root for. You know, I love hockey, and I love you know love the city, and uh, you know I'll root for him because you know you, all the athletes have to pull in the same direction, and you hang city. with any. Any ethics you know, not really, no. no. Um, you know, so it's not me living here, and then, right. um, you know, it's it's tough. Oh, actually, um, Sam Macho, he was uh, one of the linebackers for uh, Chicago. He was actually with Arizona with me. We were hurt together in 2013, and um, great person, but uh, that's about the only guy that I that I stay in touch with. Yeah. yeah. How about um, here in Chicago? Are you particularly close with anyone on the team? or the- They got rid of everybody that I was close to. Really? <laughs> uh, Beck. I was real close to Beck. and then I uh, was there, I believe, when you guys met. It really? was at Sox Fest. Oh, yeah, and, and he then, gave me all that yeah, crap. Yeah, and he was riding yeah, you. And, I, and, and I, you guys ended up being, know, really? But, yeah, yeah. Oh, we he's such friends. a solid guy. Yeah, he's great. Um, yeah, he was all over me. I I said hello to him first time before I, we went no, on stage. I remember that. We were at the seminar, yeah. and we were like, it's kind of like Adams, they're introducing right. him, and Gordon was like, because I think I asked you, like, what do you think is your walk-up song going to be? And you're like, I don't know, you know, maybe. And then Gordon was like, no, we'll pick it. <laughs> like, And then I said, like. He was I, hazing you. Yeah, and then like, I said I liked L.A. 
Yeah, I thought it was pretty neat. Like you'd have a lot oh, of stars people, there. Yeah, 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 a lot of celebrities around the you know the cage, and he like was like really like man, whatever. <laughs> like you're you're a tool, and I'm like, right. all right, dude. Yeah, and, yeah, you and, were... then, and then like well, yeah, maybe a month or two later, we're like best friends, and uh, you know him and his wife are close to my wife, and then flowers. I was Tyler. Big, oh, yeah, I, I love yeah, flowers. You know, he had a little he had a rough go at it here. I mean, besides catching and defense, you know, defensively with his. Uh, Whatever he's frame stealing, and pitches yeah, and frame and pitches. He was really big. Uh, that's I mean that's basically what he got signed for Atlanta to do, which is great for him. I'm happy for him. He's living at home, but um, you know, good friend of mine as well. So um, I'm excited for Frazier and Lowry. And um, you is know, it funny though now, like just a few years later, and like now you're kind of like the veteran guy, and the, the the organization is you're one of the faces that they make. Is uh, it's like, different? Yeah, you're no, lead off hitter. And man. you're greeting you're yeah. you're greeting these new guys. Like, what would you? What's it going to be like for Todd Frazier, you think? No, yeah. No, I called uh, – actually, I called Frazier um, and I called Lowry, both of them, as soon as we signed him and uh, got on social media with him and messaged him and just welcomed him. But, and you yeah, said it's, it's my different. team and it's my city. Yeah, yeah. That's how, what I'm saying. How important is it for you guys to be cool off the field? A lot. It's very – I mean, it's 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 tremendous. I mean, like we just touched with uh, Kansas City – I believe that uh, those guys are close, and and it takes this that camaraderie because on the field, it's a very individual sport. I mean, when you're holding the bat, no one else is holding the bat. You're the only one, uh, you know, going up there and swinging. But you know, when you're all pulling in the same direction, it's big. And and I think you get those that camaraderie with experiences off the field. You know, go, yeah, going out, mm-hmm. you know, going out having a good time with the boys and making some memories is right. always a good thing, and is always. Uh, do you organize stuff ever? Do, you ever, do I? Yeah. I'm it's still pizza too night, I'm guys. Sti- yeah, let's go. <laughs> no, you're not though. You've been here a while now. It, it's still, it's still, still, it's still not. I mean, it's, it's. I think it's Avila's team more than it's my team still because Avila's older. He's put in his time, and that's just how it is. You know, it's. Uh, um, you but know, what if he doesn't? What if he doesn't step up to the plate? Not saying Avila, but let's yeah. just say that it's the just, guy. It that's might not be his longest. personality. Yeah, like, and he that's doesn't true. step yeah. up to the and plate, true. and you admire kansas city you know that that's yeah. a formula do you is this then your time to shine as a leader yeah i mean i i would i would say We're yes and to no pep you up man. i agree let's, let's i do appreciate this. it i appreciate we it we love the white Sox. let's do this well last year, take over last year you know you guys are struggling and then the 05 team comes in and they have this big weekend this reunion and this celebration and they're so loved like and i'm sure that's must be like at some level annoying but i'm sure you also respect the guys and you know you play with paulie and um, but you do see that. I felt like I, cause I did a couple things with them. I felt like I saw like they had, they did have chemistry. Yeah. They did oh, have, sure. and I do think that chemistry is like two guys, one or two guys. That's all it takes. Yeah. And if you're like building <clears throat> the bridges and you're like, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. Yeah. Especially you know? with the cultural differences. But did you see baseball. any of that from those old five guys? Did you? Did no, you? for sure. I mean, those guys like it. They never left. Yeah. Um, you, I mean, people forget. We we don't just play when you come on Friday night, like and right. Saturday night with the boy, the kids. You know, we're every day. So those relationships are a lot bigger than people think. You can get as many shiny, you can get six, you can get five or six shiny pieces in the off season. Doesn't mean you're gonna win. Yeah. You know, I feel like you look, you know, go away from Kansas City, look at San Francisco. I mean, when they won those three years, they had Pablo Sandoval, they had some decent pitching, uh, Buster Posey. Right. Yeah. Just. Just do and just get clutch. and okay belt belt he made his name but and just, Pagan they yeah, was pretty good yeah, they, they 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 never Marco Scudero like, that's what? why everyone yeah. uh, always counted them out because they had no marketable name and it's 
And now I feel like they mm. have a really well, they good rode team one with pitcher the, with too. The, that was, and we'll see. I mean, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. In my opinion, we'll see. Yeah. But like, but that's I, again. That's just uh, I truly believe uh, gelling as a team and and getting the guys in the clubhouse and and having a good time and um, is a good thing. You know, we just saw even Minnesota. I don't know if you guys have ever seen, but like Tory Hunter started at disco night. Every time they'd win, they'd have a disco night. YouTube, yeah. but it's really. Really cool. They had, you know, disco, turn off all the lights. They had these, like, golden arcades. Well, Tori Hunter has been playing since the disco see, age. Man, you so. gotta, exactly. <laughs> you got to start but, playing this stuff. Don't even wait but, for these guys. My point is, like, they – I mean, I think they would agree. They they overachieved. They played a lot better than a lot of, what a lot of people thought, and I believe yeah. that a lot of it's with them coming together as a team and all pushing on the right direction. Right, this yeah. is what you got to do, man. You got to do it. You got to break the bridge. This is this is, this is is a little tip right here. Just before the podcast will be aired. So once it's aired, then you'll be outed. But <laughs> – <laughs> what you have to do is have Latina night. Yeah. There you go, just some salsa oh, yeah. dancing. <laughs> Absolutely, and then that, that's your show right there. For sure. And then late, later on, country line dancing, not right away. <laughs> well, being around <laughs> Robin, country he's line. off for that stuff. Like oh, you yeah. hear about the stuff that he used to do. Oh yeah, he's we had like, like um, yeah the travel night where we're flip flops and shorts and oh yeah yeah. You guys shorts. have had uh, a karaoke night, I know. And oh yeah, we yeah he's he's great. Um, you know, onto him a little bit. He's you know, good manager, good person, uh, you know, mingles well within the, the clubhouse and I feel bad for him because we've just sucked it up. I, I truly I think do. this year will be different. You enjoying Chicago so. though? No, I, do, I have. No, I, I am. I it's a great city. Again, Midwest. I, that was one of the the benefits of coming back here from Arizona is just because I knew I, I could be around Midwesterners again. Arizona, it's a great state, Republican state, which I really enjoy. But uh, at the same time, it's a little, it's a little, it's a, it's a little, okay, a little, a little, like, um, a little West Coast. But uh, you know, like I said, I love coming back to the Midwest. Good people here. Yeah, um, great city, clean city. Look, man, if you win here, this city oh, yeah. will revel you, and you won't want to leave because you'll have yeah. all sorts of True. job offers. I you'll want have, to. Yes, I'm trying. If you what win about? here, the '85 Bears oh, have more jobs job than everyone. That was 30 years ago. They but their contracts the weren't too. as big as these guys. They needed them. Yeah, but I'm They're just like, saying, yeah, man. We'll a city that loves you yeah, is there's right. nothing that worships the ground you walk on. If you win here. What yes. other cities do you like? Like, what's a travel city that you're like? Oh, oh this would be fun. I like Seattle. Yeah, Seattle's a cool city um, when it's sunny out. I mean, unless it's raining. There's um, usually a city that the wise will c- can come to or family. Yeah, well, and they, do Robin, they pick it? Ro- well, Robin actually made it where they can they can fly home with us on every road trip. Oh yeah, fly home as in like yeah. So if there's a three city, of course you can't go from the first to second or second to third, but you can always go third home. Um, and then, uh, but yeah, we don't really have any family trips set up or any wives trips. I know some teams do that, but we haven't, uh, we haven't done that. But, uh, um, yeah, Seattle's a good city. I, I enjoy that. Um, what a great ballpark that is. It is. Oh my God. Do you there, like it because man. of that too? Is it, you like playing there? Yeah, yeah no, it's a really cool, yeah, really cool. You could hit a triple there, man. Oh yeah. That's a big park. Yeah, it is. It is the How many of those you have last year? I don't know. Like. Ten maybe. Nine, you have more nine, homers and triples, 10, man. Eleven, something like that. More homers and triples. Yeah. There you go. Don't mess around, man. It's this guy's changing out, his game. He's out Close my words. eyes a lot more. <laughs> what are, are you a movie goer? Was the last movie you saw? Good movie. Um, I just saw um, a guy with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, the Revenant. The Revenant. Great. Everyone talked it up. No. I liked it, but I did not I, Oscar worthy. 
No, I thought it was Oscar worthy because he deserves one even for his past. But the movie, not the not the actor, not it, best actor. It, it, but it was about di- the- it was different. It was uh, I love the uh, the the line, like the plot of it. I thought it was great, and that as a true story was awesome. Right, but it was pretty gruesome, and I don't mind gruesome, but like seeing you know knives and swords go through people's hands and arrows flaming arrows going through people and i'm like jeez my my wife doesn't care for it or she doesn't mind it either but it was just like like it that's like almost all you focused on oh yeah. right right yeah, right what's your plus she's real and, pregnant right now and that that's different yeah, right you yeah. see everything different then yeah what's Man, your, you're gonna have your hands full so you gotta have opening you have Right around opening day. When when does she do? Twenty fifth of April. Oh, so have yeah. you guys talked about that? Like, what, what's oh, the yeah. protocol? Oh, you, my wife, yeah, she's she's planning like two years in advance. My wife is no, yeah. she, it's uh, game, it's opening yeah. day. She has yeah. having well, a baby. Well, it's what, April twenty fifth. So I would guess yeah, if it's four four weeks earlier, three weeks early. Um, around that time, I know we've scouted. It's Toronto, Minnesota, and I think we have a seven game home stand. Don't let so. that baby be born in Canada. Why dual citizenship? It's good for hockey. If it oh, there's to be a hockey player. Oh, all right. You thought about it. You thought but, about this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but the baby can't be president. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Something tells well, me you if, it came from, if it came from. If it came from. But there, it'll be from a Republican family anyway, so it won't be president anyway. Hey, hey. All right, Adam. All right. Lots of buildings with their name on it. All right, Adam. Spanky Eaton, you're the best. Thanks for doing this. We appreciate it. All right, go ahead. All right, thanks, man. You can acknowledge that you're leaving. Oh, I'll see you later. (laughs) (laughs) No, jump up and give me a high five. Uh, Let's jump up and give me. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. I'm going to follow you on Instagram, man. I'd much rather relate to people with pictures than words so oh, perfect come with some, <laughs> thank you that, I come think with some bomb pics man I'm don't fine. disappoint I'm not. don't disappoint man be a big right. dude cool <laughs> All right. well that was adam eaton how great was that spanky oh he's great such a good guy down to earth dude you know it's funny when you run into these guys you have this imp- impression like how they they might be sure um but when they're really is uh, down earth and it's genuine, is. yeah, fun to talk to, yeah, yeah. I hope he has a great year because he had, uh, I think he had a really strong. He's uh, you talked about it. he struggled early part of the mm-hmm. season and then and then really turned it on. But he's the catalyst for this offense. He is man. He's the straw <laughs> that stirs the drink. We need need a good year out of Spanky. <laughs> yeah. So, um, all right, that is our second episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it, and uh, make sure you subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. You check it out at whitetext.com. and um, you know the games will be here soon. The season will be starting, so make sure you get your tickets. They go on sale this Friday at nine a.m. Go to whitesocks.com or ten a.m. Yeah, ten a.m. What did I say? Nine a.m. That's I was talking different time zone. Mountain zone. Mountain time. I'm a mountain man. Rocky Mountain High. Yeah, 10 a.m. Central. <laughs> I was trying to give people a head start. No, absolutely. You want them to wait in line an You're hour like, longer. It's already sold out. <laughs> All right, 10 a.m., whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, WhiteSox.com. Or if you want to interact with a human being, come down to the ballpark. Sounds terrible. What are you talking about? <laughs> Interacting with people? No, I mean, who <laughs> wants to? It's March 4th. Let's stand in the. I mean, it's very old it's school. It's never a bad time to come no. by the old ballpark. Absolutely. All right, so you can buy tickets in person or at whitetox.com. And follow me on Twitter, at McGannPat. Follow Jim on Twitter. At Jimmy Flan. And um, we will be back soon, probably uh, next Monday. We're trying to launch these on Mondays once a week. 
producers love this part. Yeah, they love that. But um, our third episode is going to be so fantastic. I won't even tell you. Ah. I'm refusing to reveal who we have. Surprise for all of you. Um, because we haven't booked them yet. Maybe for us too. We don't have also an idea. Surprise. But Mm-mm. we're going to get somebody. As long as we're not Could canceled, be you. I'm happy. Could be you, listener. We don't know. Could be you. Could be your big day. All right. Thanks again for checking out the cycle. I'm Pat McGann. Later. Brad's doing that thing where he pretends to hit stop. So we okay. think we're done, but all we're right, not cool. done. So he can. So he can. Oh, yes, yeah, right. It's all digital. Yeah. So he can manufacture a uh, genuine moment. It's perfect. Brad, you're doing great. <laughs>